Welcome to Finance Tea. I'm the host and founder, Paris K. This podcast will be serving you financial tea with the works. Today's topic is house hacking. I'm joined by Kendra Barnes of The Key Resource, and her IG handle is at The Key Resource. Kendra, can you give us a little intro? Hey, thanks for having me. So yes, my name is Kendra, founder of The Key Resource. And basically what I do with The Key Resource is I empower and educate and equip people to buy homes and buy rental properties. Um, My rentals are in D.C. and Maryland. I live in Texas, just moved out here like a year ago. And yeah, I'm excited to, to chat with you today. Thank you. So I've been following Kendra for a minute now. She's inspired me to get into real estate investing. I myself do not own a property as of yet, but I do invest in real estate investing with Fundrise, but I haven't gotten my hands dirty with actually purchasing one. But with the education and webinars that I've purchased from Kendra, I've been able to educate myself on those things. So Kendra, how would one go about getting educated on the real estate or real estate investing process or how to get started? So, well, the first thing is there's like so many different ways to get into real estate investing. I think there's a misconception that to invest in real estate, you have to be a landlord. And there's that's just not true. I mean, like you like you just said, you're investing with Fundrise, which I think is awesome. Like I haven't even tried that yet. So there's just so many ways to get in, um, which is why I love real estate. So one of the ways to get started um, like you said, I have some different courses and things like that. I put together this this summit where it's me and five other real estate investors talking about how we invest and like ways to get in. So definitely just educate yourself. Look on Instagram, look on YouTube. You know, there's so many resources out there. And the one particular one that I'm really interested in is house hacking. So I want you to give them a brief explanation as to what is house hacking and how you could do house hacking. Okay, so, well, Paris, you already know this, but house hacking is like my favorite thing. It's I love talking about it. And it sounds kind of shifty, because when you say hacking, people are like, is that illegal? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's like one of the best kept secrets to real estate investing. And it's basically when you buy a multi-unit property, so that's like a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex, and you live in one unit and you rent out the other units. So if you've ever seen like one one of those small apartment buildings with like two, three, or four different apartments, or um, if you've ever seen a house that has like a separate basement apartment, that is a perfect place to house hack. And what makes house hacking so attractive is that you could basically be living mortgage-free. So you could live in one unit and your tenants could pay your mortgage or pay some some of your mortgage, right? Um, yes. So that's house hacking in a nutshell. Which I love the most about it is having someone else to pay my mortgage. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. like where can you find that at these days? Having someone I actually know. pay for your property. Um, also, one of the other questions that I had about like the house hacking is I know that normally someone would get an FHA loan. I know myself, but how would they utilize the FHA loan as far as house hacking was related? So yeah, the FHA loan is really great because it's um, 
one of the only loans that allows such a low down payment. Because if you think about like buying a property, if you buy a rental property, like a property that you do not live in, you have to put 25% down. If you buy a property with a conventional loan and you're going to live in the property, you have to put around 10% down. But with an FHA loan, you only have to put down 3.5%. So it's really, it's, it's easier to get started. If you think about like home ownership and stuff like that, the down payment is the hardest part. Like who can come up with like thirty, forty thousand dollars at a time? That's really hard to do for most people. Exactly. Um, so with, with FHA there's like a lower barrier to entry, but there's some pros and cons with it. Um, we've personally used an FHA loan and we've house hacked before, so And how many properties do you and your husband currently own? So we own a four unit apartment building, a duplex, which is two units, and we own a condo and two single family homes. And we're right now like in the process of getting another. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) I know I recently got your email about that. So I'm like, okay, I'm interested in this because I feel like I'm going through the same process right now with trying to find a property and get my foot wet into the real estate investing industry. I'm just, Uh I'm just like one of those people that's like, oh my God, I have my back against the wall. Cause once I get like the paperwork for properties that I'm thinking about moving on as far as an offer, I get overwhelmed with the paperwork. (laughs) So what type of advice would you give to someone like myself who gets overwhelmed with the process of purchasing a house, like putting in offers and maybe your offer doesn't get accepted or something. So you're like, Uh oh my God, I already had a vision for this particular property. Now I have to find another property that's within my budget. Oh my gosh, such good questions. The first thing about the paperwork is a lot of paperwork, yes. And people, sometimes people think like it's just the bank they're working with or who, what program they're going through. Like they're asking me so many questions, like people get offended, but that's just how the process is. And I would say, don't be afraid to ask questions. Your real estate agent works for you. They're making money off of you, right? So you don't personally pay them out of your pocket, but they make money by representing you. And you should ask them any questions. Anytime you do not understand anything, there's no dumb question. Same thing for the bank you work with. That lender, that person who you're on the phone with, they're asking you for all these documents. Ask them questions. Like, do not be afraid to ask them questions because this is very serious. It's a really big, uh, a, per- a big purchase. And then the, the, the thing about um, offers not getting accepted and things like that, I'm of the mindset that whatever is meant for you is going to be for you. So if something falls through, there's something better out there. And every single time we have had like offers not get accepted or we couldn't come to an agreement with the seller or, you know, something happens and the deal falls through, whatever has has been on the other side of that has been so much better than what we were disappointed about. We're like, why do we even want that? Like, why are we (laughs) upset? So just stick it out and just know that like whatever is meant for you is going to be for you. It's funny that you mentioned that particular quote because I utilize that all the time when I'm thinking about like purchasing something that's a big item. Like if I'm purchasing a vehicle, people are always like, well, you're not going to get this deal if you walk away. (laughs) You know, the salesperson always use that line. You're not going to get this deal if you walk away. And I'm like, okay, if it's meant for me, when I come back tomorrow and after I slept on it, Uh it's going to still be here and it's going to be the same price that we talked about today. And if it's not that same price, then I'll go somewhere else and I'll negotiate the price. And (laughs) that's just it. So 
I just think that's a good like quote to kind of like live by especially when purchasing something so big as a house because uh-huh. it can be very overwhelming especially for me because I'm doing it all by myself so uh-huh. you know I have nobody to like kind of like vent to and talk to about my struggles except for like people who've already purchased the home and went through the same process and maybe they uh-huh. purchased their home 10 years ago so <laughs> you know they don't know the struggles of what I'm going through as of right now looking for a property so one thing I like about what you offer you also offer like the Facebook where people can come that are also on the same journey um, as far as looking for real estate investing and they can ask questions how could one actually get into the Facebook how could they connect with you yes so I love my Facebook group I don't know if you were in there yesterday but the conversations were so good Um, and everyone's kind of at different levels. It's, it's really great. But if anyone wants to join the Facebook group, just go to the link in my Instagram bio. And it's like right there. It says Facebook group. Um, but yeah, I know you mentioned, you know, doing it by yourself. And a lot of people will say, you know, Kendra, you have a husband. Like, of course, it's easier for you. But I've had four different coaching clients who are single women who have purchased multi-unit properties by themselves. And I think that's so amazing because when I was their age and before I was married, I didn't, I don't think I had it in me. Right. So it's possible. People are out here killing it. Like don't let that limit you. Exactly. And one thing, what inspired you and your husband to actually get into the real estate game? Like, you know, at such a young age back then, I don't even think I was thinking about getting into real estate. So what, made you guys actually want to like pursue getting other properties as well once you actually got the one you secured that duplex what made you want to do it again I know it's addictive because I'm always on (laughs) online looking for properties all the time and I haven't even purchased one yet so it's so addicting wait till you get your first one you're gonna be like okay when's the next like what what can I do and really just seeing like how our money made money like well, even beyond them. Okay, let's let's back up. Like just owning something and being able to like put your personal touch on it, buying a property, being able to kind of fix it up and um, and do what you want and make it your own. That's addicting in itself. But then seeing how much money we were making, we were like, wait a minute. If you think about how much money you're making, your money is making sitting in a bank compared to how much you can make in real estate. It's crazy. Like it doesn't even compare. And so. Yes, there's risk involved and there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but we just, we love it. And then another part of that is like, um, our, like I said, our rentals are in DC and Maryland. And just to be like an example to our tenants and our tenants' kids, because, you know, we're, we're young black landlords. We have tenants with, you know, young kids. And for them to be able to see us and know that, you know what, I can own property one day because when I was a kid, I did not see that, you know, so it's just so powerful in so many different aspects. And that's one thing I always um, promote is letting your money work for you. Like the interest rate that you get with like putting your money into banks is pennies on a dollar. Um, There's always going to be some type of risk associated with making money. And you have to be willing to take that risk and step out on faith and believe that whatever you've envisioned it's actually going to manifest to something bigger. So uh-huh. I really, <laughs> I'm really big on that. And I also like, as far as with real estate, it provides some type of generational wealth 
for uh-uh. people who have kids or maybe you just want to pass it down to a family member because you can't pass your job down to anybody. You can't pass an apartment in which you're renting or a property that you're renting currently to your kids. Uh-huh. Once, you know, you're gone. That's not something that you leave as a legacy. So I really like the aspect of real estate offering the generational wealth. Is that what the properties are doing for you all or maybe providing like early retirement for you all what's the end goal for you guys as far as owning real estate so the end goal for us right now is definitely early retirement that is our goal we do not have any kids um but when and if we do then generational wealth is like is definitely a goal as well but um yeah i like what you said too about just kind of keeping in mind like return on investment and risk that is so important um, when, when getting into real estate investing, but I really want people to, to kind of start rethinking what we're focused, especially millennials. I think we're in this day and age when everyone's trying to make this online business and like be an influencer, which I think is amazing because I'm doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But just like you said, you can't pass down the apartment you're living in. You also cannot pass down your Instagram following. You <laughs> cannot pass down, you know, your influencer contract with a big brand store. Like, Start using that money that you're making online and in your side hustle, whether you're making candles, cupcakes, whatever, do your business, but then put it in something that is going to like last for a long time that you can pass down. I completely agree. I never even took (laughs) into account of like your following on Instagram and things like that. Cause normally when people have kids, they already that are like Instagram influencers, they already have created an account for their, their child. Uh When they're first born, they're like, okay, my child's going to have an Instagram page. So they make a page for them. And so people start to follow them and things like that. But I completely agree. You can't pass that down as well. You have to instill in your kids what you want them to have. So what type of last recapping advice would you give to any of the listeners to follow that are thinking about getting into real estate or probably want to pursue real estate in any form of fashion? What advice would you give to them? So the first thing is you do not have to be rich to invest in real estate. You can start with what you have right now. Just like you mentioned earlier, there's like Sunrise, there's wholesaling, which does not even require you to have any money. Um, There's house hacking where you can live mortgage free. You can get down payment assistance. You can get different grants to to help you um, with your down payment. There's so many ways to get in. You just got to really figure out what your goals are um, and what you want to do and um, just just get started just do something you know don't let fear hold you back if you want to join a community where other people are trying to figure it out definitely um, hop into the to the Facebook group and um, I would love to help you guys and as we end this podcast I just wanted to say one of your posts the other day really like stuck out for me. I believe it was a post that you posted about not having fear about um, investing and just going for it. Like, do it now. (laughs) Don't wait. Because I feel like I'm a big procrastinator (laughs) when it comes to doing like big projects. Like I'm really innovative, but I'm not really good at like like continuing to go with my idea like once I hit a roadblock sometimes it's just like 
I'm just at that roadblock and I'm just stuck there and I'm not moving. So I'm like, oh, okay, I really want to do this. But because I'm at this roadblock, I, I don't think I want to pursue that anymore. So, and then sometimes I allow like other people's opinion about what it is that I want to do for myself. Um, uh-huh. my decision so I really thought that that post was like dead on it hit like so many type of <laughs> feelings that I have when I think about the things that I want to pursue in life yeah it's hard especially when you're the first person like in your family or in your circle of friends trying to buy a rental property or buy a home for yourself people will start projecting their fears on you my family still does that to this day they're like to me and my husband are like y'all are doing too much isn't one property enough like why are you trying to buy more and this is a mindset thing that I feel like is generational and, and that's a whole other conversation but when it comes to like taking the leap and being scared I think a lot of people look at real estate investors who have been doing it for a long time like me or like whoever else you follow on Instagram and you think like well they have it like perfected to a science like they don't even have any fear anymore they know how to find the perfect deal that's false there's no perfect deal like we are all still learning as we go to you know everything is different um every property is different every purchase is different and we just we we do it scared like you know you, you just do it anyway because you know that the reward um that comes on the other side of that risk is gonna gonna be so good and the last thing is here's the, here's the thing Paris. like if you buy a property and you put however much money into it that you do to get that property and your first plan for that property does not work out you're like oh i'm gonna flip this property i'm about to make all this money and say you know what you find out you can't sell it it's not gonna flip you can then rent it and then if you find you know what the rental income in this area the market rent is too low you can airbnb it you know what i'm saying there's so many different ways that you can yes and you're going to figure it out because your money is on the line so i'm like just do it just do it and you'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) you'll figure it out along the way i completely agree Uh i hope and pray that eventually by next year the next time you're talking to me i will own some type of real estate I'm going to speak it to an existence (laughs) so I know that it's happening I'm already you know taking the necessary steps to get there Um, I just need to stay focused and not allow those roadblocks to prevent me from moving forward on purchasing any type of real estate and not allowing other people's opinion to influence my decision on moving forward yes and I just want to thank you for doing this podcast with me and also just educating me and giving those webinars because they are so informative like I was like oh my god why why the heck didn't I know about Kendra years ago like where was she at where was Kendra at years ago like you are truly an inspiration I'm like really big on like women like making really big boss moves and like basically taking that knowledge and giving it to other people so they can do the same thing and they can make money just like you and your husband are making money which is truly Uh an inspiration and just to see a black couple you know making power moves and doing things like this and empowering others is just it's just really an inspiration and I just want to let you know that before I ended my podcast today Thank you. You're welcome. And if you guys want to follow Kendra, you can find her on Instagram at the key resource. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at finance T. I want to thank you guys for tuning in 
to Finance Tea, where we give you all the tea with all the works. You guys have a great day.